Good morning, witches. This is the Witch Daily Show, coming to you from New Orleans, with host Tanya Brown. Our episodes span about 20 minutes long to give you just a little pop of magic. So, tune in, take a deep breath, and enjoy. Good morning, witches. It is November 16th, 2023. It is Thursday. I am Tanya, and this is the Witch Daily Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Asheville Pagan Supply. So let's get your day going with a little magic. Our quote of the day is There is no such thing as tough love. Love is kind. Love is compassionate. Love is tender. Heather Wolf. I agree. This it, this reminds me a lot of the idea of niceness versus kindness. And I think that's something we don't talk about a lot. And I feel like we should. And the example you hear is how niceness is when you call someone and say you have a flat tire. And the person's like, oh, no, that's terrible. I hope things get better. That's nice, right? But you may call up someone else and they'll go, oh, you didn't get a spare? Like, how did this happen? Da, 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 da. But they're like on the way to come help you. <laughs> That's kindness. And again, the niceness versus kind. And I'm going to be honest. I think you very rarely meet someone who is both, you know? Um. I tend to be very, very honest about what I think and how I feel. And if I think you're doing something that is idiotic, I'm going to say I think it's idiotic. Um, and I don't think that's very often viewed as nice. But I actually want your life to go well. You know what I mean? And I I don't want you to make the decision that's going to hurt you later. And I, I'm invested in wanting your life to go well and for you to be happy. and. I think that is kind, whereas niceness is the, oh, just tell them you care, but then you never actually have the hard conversations or say the tough thing, you know? Hmm. Thoughts. All right. So what are we drinking today? We are drinking witch's pie from Sip Spell Pecan Pie delish. And again, it's caffeine-free. So if you are someone who really likes a tea in the evening, especially during the, the holiday time, which is pie is going to be perfect for you. So this tea has rooibos tea, nipple pieces for sweetness, cacao nibs, cinnamon, dark chocolate chips, chicory, pecan, caramel, and chocolate flavor, along with marigolds. So moving into some headlines, I actually saw a TikTok by this author. And I really, really, really liked the TikTok. So the headline is, I was tired of God being dead, how one woman was drawn to witchcraft. So essentially, from what I remember from her TikTok is she is a woman who uh, is a writer. So she decided to delve into the world of witchcraft and write about her experience. 
And when I saw her TikTok, honestly, everything she, so she kind of summarized what she had learned. And I agreed with every bit of it. So the book is called The Witching Year, a memoir of earnest fumbling through modern witchcraft. And she spent an entire year delving into the world of the occult and detailed that her spiritual journey through her book. Uh, she said she uh, still she was a skeptic, she said, when she went into it. So, yeah, um, it's very interesting. She started this during COVID. And she says, so, so they ask her, why did she begin her journey? And she said, during COVID, I think in general, as I got older, the idea of self-directed religion just felt more promising and like there was more control over the universe and that she was tired of God being dead. I didn't want to feel like I didn't care about the divine anymore. So one moment in her witchcraft journey where everything finally clicked, she said, it took me until month seven before I tried to make a connection with the goddess, who is a central figure in almost every form of witchcraft, whether or not she's a real deity up in the sky or a metaphor. Um, I was hesitant about it because I didn't want to feel like I was playing make-believe, which I agree. That's why I actually don't really prescribe to god uh, deity stuff, because for me, that's also how it feels. She said, my cat was on the other side of the door staring at me, and after an hour, something happened. I just suddenly felt flooded with bliss. And it's interesting, but I'm actually going to find her TikTok, because I, I feel like this article is kind of lacking. I'm going to find her TikTok and share with you what she says. I spent a year trying to turn myself into a witch. This is what happened. By the way, I mean, I mean a real witch. Like, I didn't write a novel. I am a skeptic who attempted to go on a profound spiritual journey and then publish a book about my most private realizations, successes, and failures in exchange for money. I live under capitalism just like you, bestie. Don't judge me. Here are a few unexpected things that happened along the way. Number one, witchcraft is self-directed. This is what makes it hard. We live in a great age for autodidacts. If you're someone who learns really well independently, just like vibing with the internet, what a time to be alive. But if you are someone like me who needs accountability and like outside mentors to help you make sure that what you're doing isn't totally fucking yourself over, witchcraft is really tricky because there's hundreds of voices out there and you have to pick which ones resonate with you. There is no Pope. There is no Bible. So like right at day one, you're basically already going inside and trying to find your inner moral compass and what right and wrong means to you and your morality and what is wisdom. This is before you've like bought any fucking incense. So witchcraft increased my anxiety. I was expecting the opposite to happen. Turns out when you're in a spirituality where you're told the universe is sending you constant signals, this isn't soothing. Or like standing under the general mail slot inside a post office where everyone drops their letters in and they just, they just pelt you in. Which kind of leads me to my next thing. Witchcraft made me realize that despite getting straight A's in school, I have barely tapped the powers of my mind. Here's an example. At one point during the book, I discovered I have a slipped disc. I'd been in chronic pain for two years. It felt like someone had wedged a chopstick into my back. I tried a lot of things. I went to an orthospine doctor. I did massage. I did chiropractic. I did acupuncture. Witchcraft did not heal my low back. Everybody calm down. What it did do was give me exercises that allowed me to be pain-free for several minutes when nothing else could. The mind-body connection is real. The right kind of witchcraft can help you manipulate it. <laughs> I can't imagine what else I could physically do if I got really good. <clears throat> anyway, witchcraft made me want to be a better person. When you sit and like really meditate on the concept of the interconnectedness of all beings and the idea that everything, like the animism aspect of witchcraft, that everything has a spirit, like my, my little eyeglass case 
has a spirit. It's really hard to be mean or cruel because you realize everything is extension of yourself. You are part of a web. Why would you hurt the web that you live in? Why would you be mean to another part of your own self? I know it sounds hippy-dippy, and I'm not saying I'm not still a bitch sometimes. It's just it has allowed my better days to be better. Finally, witchcraft made me feel unbridled, uncomplicated, calorie-free, guilt-free, bliss. This is not something I hear talked about a lot online. People talk about what witchcraft can do for you. They talk about spells, they talk about hexing, they talk about ethics, they talk about if it's a religion or a spirituality, what crystal does what. All of that's great, but something I encountered that I don't hear talked about a lot is absolute bliss. When you're doing spell work, there are sensations, there are meditations you can reach. I still don't really know how to talk about this, even though I wrote a whole fucking book about it. I don't know. Uh, read the book, I say it better there. Point is, witchcraft can make you feel absolutely unbridled bliss. Whether or not I call myself a witch at this point kind of depends. I always say who's asking and why. There are people out there who will straight up persecute you even if you just like to talk to trees and know what to do with elderberries. But if you are a skeptic who has always been curious about witchcraft, I hope you find some parts of my journey relatable. So basically I agree with everything she said, you know, and I think it really, echoes a lot of the things I say on the show in terms of being careful who you um, expose yourself to and when to stop listening to people and uh, finding the right people to trust when it comes to witchcraft is really, really difficult, you know? And yeah, just everything she said, I was like, she nailed it. <laughs> it took a year, but she, she got it. it. She figured it out. And that's, yeah, her experience I think is completely accurate to my experience as well. All right, witches, I'm going to throw this over to our moon correspondent. And after this break, we will talk more. Hello to all of my astro friends. This is Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, coming at you with your daily moon mantra for Thursday, November 16th. The waxing crescent moon moves from the adventures of Sagittarius to the grind of Capricorn today. Here, the moon squares Venus and trines Jupiter. Usually, squares are difficult, but when squaring a benefic like Venus, and with Venus being in her home sign of Libra, some of those difficulties can be abated with just a little extra effort. The trine to Jupiter is encouraging us to put our best foot forward and accept this day with the enthusiasm that it's being given. If we meet Venus where she is, by putting in a little extra elbow grease and let Jupiter's try and buoy our attitudes, this day for sure will be an absolute delight. Your daily moon mantra is, success is not final, failure is not fatal. It's the courage to continue that counts. This has been your daily moon mantra with Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, signing off and reminding you, that you are in charge of your own destiny. Asheville Pagan Supply is a witch-owned and operated old-age metaphysical pagan supply store located in the Blue Ridge Mountain town of Asheville, North Carolina. Our shop specializes in high-quality products created by local magic practitioners and craftspersons with an emphasis on sourcing products that are botanical, organic, ecologically conscious, and affordably priced. We are extremely proud of our knowledgeable and friendly staff who are always prepared to answer questions and personally assist customers with their purchases. 
Our belief has always been that our business presence in the community offers a normalcy to pagan practices, and in educating the general public, we assist in dispelling myths and stereotypes associated with different pagan practices. Open since July of 2014, we focus on our local community and hosting workshops and events. Visiting Asheville? Find us. Just look for the raven with the key. Or shop 24-7 at AshevillePaganSupply.store. That's A-S-H-E-V-I-L-L-E-P-A-G-A-N Supply.store. Blessed be. All right, we are back. So today is the Night of Hecate. So I figured I would explain a little bit what that is and how you could possibly celebrate if you would like to. So this comes to us from goddesselite.com, the night of Hecate. So Hecate is the Greek goddess associated with magic, witchcraft, necromancy, the underworld, and childbirth. She is the goddess of the three paths, goddess of the crossroads, both physical and spiritual. As a triple goddess, Hecate rules the realms of earth, sea, and sky, the conjunction of past, present, and future, as well as the moon, earth, and underworld. Hecate is considered by many the protectress of the oppressed, the marginalized, and witches. As the goddess of the in-between, the liminal spaces, the boundaries, and the transitional times of life, including birth and death, she carries a torch for illumination. This illumination is not just of the dark, but of our personal pathways, especially our shadow side, guiding us through our choices at the crossroads and the path we eventually choose. So what I really like about Hecate even though I'm not very deity-y, I do like Hecate. And I think the reason is because she is this idea of she'll take you where you need to go. It's just not going to be the easiest path, you know? And I think that's really interesting. So she is honored on the 30th of each month at the dark moon and at the beginning of sunset on November 16th and until sunset of the day, of the next day, so November 17th. So Hecate's ancient devotees held dinners in her honor known as Hecate Suppers. On Hecate night, food offerings consisting of any of the following um, that Hecate and her dogs love are wine, honey, crescent-shaped breads and pastries, eggs, garlic, fish, and mushrooms. These offerings of food are both consumed by those celebrating and left out uh, by the front door or the crossroads. Um, on a plate or some flat stone as an offering to Hecate as she roams the earth by night on her sacred dogs and to invite her blessing for those who dwell inside. So you can make your invocation and petition. This is a good time to ask for her assistance to release something from your life and then walk away without looking back. Encountering or hearing a dog is an indication that your petition has been heard by Hecate and her sacred dogs. On this night, it is good to acknowledge Hecate's strength. Recognize her as the ultimate protector of all realms of existence. So I love, I love this ritual idea. So you know what I say? We all do it. Is everyone down? Is all like thousand you down? Are we all ready? Okay. So tonight, what we're gonna do is we're gonna make a nice little plate. Okay. Um, like Santa and his reindeer, we need it for Hagate and her dogs. Okay. So we're gonna make a nice little plate of offerings: some wine, honey, some bread eggs, garlic, fish, mushrooms, whatever you've got. And I want you to place the offering at some sort of crossroad situation. I um, They say by your door, 
That feels a little bit more like an in-between, quite a crossroad. So try to find some sort of crossroady situation, maybe the corner of your block, um, something like that. Leave it there and think of something that you really kind of need, not something you want. Because I don't vibe that Hecate is someone who's like a give you what you want type of deity or something you need. Okay. And then walk away and don't look back. And then I think that's a really wonderful little task for tonight. I know I'm going to do it. So I hope you do it as well. All right, witches. We are wrapping up this episode of the Witch Daily Show. I want to give a shout out to listener uh, Cassidy. Cassidy, you glorious scholarly unicorn nurse. Tiffany Kalen, you opulent dapper fay queen. And Katie Garcia, you scholarly badass butterfly. Thank you three so much for being Patreon supporters. I really appreciate it. And our card pull today, oh, number three. Hmm, very Hecate of them, is magic. Ooh. You are a magical being. Time to stop hiding the awe-inspiring abilities you have to connect with the divine. Drawing magic invites you to connect with your personal magic on a deeper level at this time. Working with the phases of the moon, in ritual, herbs, candles, crystals, spell work, on the physical plane to the etheric realms. Find what suits you best with love and with harm to none. If you are inquiring about a relationship or situation, take heart there. There is something quite special here. Proceed with curiosity and wonder as the situation begins to unfold in the most unique of ways. Meditate on the pentacle when you want to draw in the power of the elements to protect your energy and or sacred space. All right, witches. Um, some housekeeping before we leave. We are in the season of New Year readings. Uh, if you would like to get a New Year reading, it's really easy. Um, it's kind of like my big reading I do every year. It takes me like two months to um, – <laughs> I basically do these from November to the end of January, and it takes me like two months to recover because it is just like bam, bam, bam. Um, and what's really interesting is I always notice patterns because I'm doing these readings in such close succession of each other. I'll start to notice patterns. And it's really interesting to see what the year is going to bring all of us, like all of us, in like at like a universal level, you know? Um, but essentially what it is is I do a reading for the next year for you. I go month to month. I talk about what's going to – like what you're going to deal with each month. I give you ideas to – um, prepare for difficult months, heads up about hard things, difficult things. We talk about great things, uh, months that you'll be feeling really good and all that stuff. I'm sure I'm not, uh, I'm not explaining it well, but if that's something you're interested in, um, check it out, tanyabrown.schedulista.com. And it's done over email, over audio. So you can save it and like, listen back to it every month if you'd like. And yeah, it's just a really efficient way for me to do it. So um, that's all I've got for you. Don't forget any books, decks, headlines, sources, or anything we referenced today can be found in the podcast episode description or witchpod.com. And we will talk again tomorrow. Bye. Witches, we hope you have a wonderful day. 
full of joy and gentleness and confidence. Links for this week's episodes, our website, Patreon, along with a free daily card pull can be found at witchpod.com. One stop for everything we talk about. Now, take one more deep breath and have a great day.